Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Comic Book Companion Podcast. Each week, I read comic books and discuss them book club style, page by page, with my friend and co-host, Connor Shackelford. Each week will consist of two issues that you will know about ahead of time so you can read along with us. Now remember, you should read those books because everything is going to be spoiled from here on out. At the end of each episode, you'll get our contact information so you can contribute to the conversation and you'll receive your homework assignment for the next episode. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get started. And we're back. We're talking all new X-Men still. Yeah, issue issues 10 and 11. That is right, Mr. Connor. And uh, we are still back in time. Yeah, this um, pretty much wraps up their Apocalypse Wars tie-in. Yeah, real quick, like, because yeah. we read issues, like you said, 10 and 11... And that is all of Apocalypse Wars. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> for was this it. series. Because <laughs> uh, we obviously didn't read all the tie-ins and stuff, so I don't right. know how far that storyline actually spread. But with this particular series, ooh, baby, it wrapped up real quick. Like, <laughs> and yeah, issue lo- issue eleven felt really short, but we'll get there. Right, right, uh, yeah, and issue uh, ten felt pretty long. Yes. There's a whole lot happening in this issue, and uh, it drags it out a little bit. It sure does. So um, we're we're in the middle of the desert. We're back with Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Pink Beast. <laughs> is that what we're calling him now? <laughs> sure. This, okay. is, this is Slick. Uh, this is... Nair Beast. It, this is Beast if he covered himself in Nair and just wiped off all the blue fur. Yeah, no blue fur here. <laughs> he. So uh, we jump right into it with a knife to his throat. Yeah, he uh, still has that gut wound. Right. Uh, from last issue, and he's just getting yelled at in Egyptian. And I just want to say that some of the stuff that these people say that it's, you know, it's translated into English or whatever... But um, they use some terms that I find very questionable that would have been used <laughs> back in archaic Egypt. Uh, um, like what, murder tactics? or? Well, we'll get there. Okay. I'll point it out, but there are some things where I'm like, no way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Beast isn't understanding what this chick is saying as she's got this uh, sword knife to his throat. Um, and completely honestly, we don't know either because it's not yeah. yet being translated. And then we have an old band that shows up here, um, with a headband over his eyeballs. Yeah, he must be blind. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and so this is funny to me because he's like, he just shows up out of nowhere and he's yeah. telling all these people like, hey... Uh, you probably don't want to kill this guy. He f- fell from the sky and stuff, and like, so he's obviously more special than you think. And you're he's just kind of straight important. up kill him, right? And these this is translated so we can read it. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, they're talking about how like he got himself cut trying to escape, and he's already dead. And then this old man is just like, "Oh no, you're fine." Um, he keeps talking about Baal, the Egyptian god Baal. Right. Um, and you, they, what is it? Now you'll tell, now you'll have to tell Baal that you not only lost his son, but also a murder, um, 
also murdered a valuable resource who might have helped get him back. Exactly. I'm assuming he's talking about Apocalypse when he's talking about Ball's son. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so this old man takes takes Beast with him. Which is funny because, like, he sits here and he gives them all kinds of crap and they're like, no, 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 we're going to kill him. And he's like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. You should uh, uh, keep him alive because we need him. And then it's like all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you're right, and put him on the back yeah, of the okay. horse. <laughs> like, nobody ever, like, ended up like you'd, caving you'd or whatever. The, the head of the, um, oh, what's their name? The Storm something? Uh, Sandstorms? Sandstormers. Sandstormers. <clears throat> Sandstormers would be like, no, we're killing him. Right. But, like, yeah. he's like, yeah, uh... And then he even says it right here, perhaps you will be taking a few orders from me after all. But, like... <laughs> he really didn't give them any orders, and they really didn't accept any orders. It was just they went from this panel from him saying you're taking orders from me <laughs> to the next panel where he's being tied down uh, tight to a horse. Yep. And no, I'm like, no argument. I'm like, come on, man. That's crazy talk. But And then the old man's kind of, um, he's talking about how we can't have him fall off, so they're tying him up. Right. And he finds the mask. Yeah, that uh, third eye of Whatchamaduzi. Yeah, and he's like, uh, well, healing is one of my one of my many skills. Even I can't raise the dead. So Right. So he's like, um, how about let's not let him bleed out here in the desert. Let's get him back so I can uh, uh, heal him or whatever so we can figure out what's going on. Uh, right, and then these two goons are like, why don't we just like put a cobra in his tent and just have him die right and apparently they've tried that once and he made it their his pet (laughs) so that's pretty slick um one of the things that i thought was funny uh going back a page is where she says uh the fool got himself gut cut (laughs) i was like oh that's slick i see what you did there um, um, but anyways, so now we're in... Now we cut back to the two apocalypses. In Perunifer. Per, per, yeah. Perunifer. Close I, enough. I, I'm gonna just say that's right. Right. Uh, and they're just... Apocalypse can speak Egyptian now. Kid Apocalypse. Right. Um, and they're just going back and forth about how, like, we need to escape in the times now. And that Evan's like, I can't leave without Beast. Sorry. Right. And, uh, the... Uh, see now, what is his name? I'm just gonna. I don't remember Apocalypse is full. It's so, Abin something. Uh, yeah, something like that. So he's Apocalypse, mm-hmm. and then we have Kid Apocalypse. Yeah. So that's how we're gonna talk about it. So, anyways, so Apocalypse is talking about how I have gold. I have enough gold to get us onto one of these ships, and it can take us away. And he's thinking that Kid Apocalypse has come from somewhere else in this world. Yeah, not not time travel. Just yeah, somewhere he doesn't understand that exists in this era, right? So he doesn't know anything about time travel or whatever. He's just like, hey, you need to take me back to where you came from, which he's thinking it's somewhere on this planet. So he's like, that's when he's like, hey, uh, I got cash. Well, not cash. I got gold. I can get us onto one of these boats. I just got to know where we're going. Right. And then Evan is thinking to himself, like, "Sorry to burst your, sorry to burst your new balloon." Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. In in Sabanur, there's no hidden island of the inexplicably blue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, it's it's funny that he's like, he's got this whole like inner dialogue going on, where he's like, "Yeah, we look alike and stuff," but uh essentially they're like 3,000 years apart. Right. And even though this isn't like full power, murder, genocide apocalypse, Evan's still not having any of this. Right. Um, so then they get interrupted by a young lady who is apparently, uh, <laughs> what was it? She's Grecian sea trash. Yeah. <laughs> And so um, she just Erica rolls up. Of, Erica of Aminos. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, so she just rolls up, and she makes a big deal about herself. And I think she's wanting 
either some grapes or some olives. I'm going to imagine that they're probably <laughs> olives. Yeah. Uh, and the, the vendor catches her and he's like, you're not stealing from me today. <laughs> and uh, so she cracks him in the nose with an old, with a WWE move, gives him the yeah. elbow. <laughs> Good old elbow here. Uh, and uh, and then all of our crew here pulls all their pulls their swords out, and I guess the apocalypses are just kind of watching here, right? Yeah. And then that's when uh, uh, son of Ball Apocalypse steps in, and he's got this golden dagger that he's like, hey. Let's all chill out. Here you go. Uh, you know my father. <laughs> have this golden dagger. My humble apologies. My friend is real silly. <laughs> she didn't mean to steal from you. Things are fine. Take <laughs> this. Things up. are great. He did his good deed for the generation here. Right, right. Um, and so, like, this is where Kid Apocalypse is kind of like, again, he's got this inner dialogue going on where he's like, I don't understand where this kind-hearted person that's trying to do good, that's, like, protecting his friends, blah, blah, blah. Like, when does he become this maniac that wants to destroy the entire world? Like, he's not able to comprehend that. Right, like, he just diffused a a conflict with kindness, as Evan put it. Right. And then, yeah, and then he's supposed to be, like, one of X-Men's biggest villains later down the road. Exactly. And he's like, he humbled himself to give that man an out. So, he's he's a good kid. And Are we going to see good teenage apocalypse? See, we don't know. Um, and he's just like, that. this entire time, I'm like, yeah, man, like, what is it that <laughs> breaks this kid and sends him down the wrong path? Because, like, at this point, he seems like he's got his stuff together, and he's a good dude, and he doesn't want to kill, and blah, blah, blah. So, we'll see later (laughs) on if if we end up seeing any of that transpire. And then we cut to uh, the old man and Beast again. Right. Uh, Beast is now tied down to a table. Ooh. And the guy keeps talking about how he spent uh, ten years in employment of... 10 years in Rama Tut's employment, listening to wild stories and uh, how there was machines um, in which machines can think and men can and men kiss the heavens wearing suits of iron. Hmm. Like he's talking about future stories here, alien planets, superpowered teenagers. Right. Um, so this guy do- just knows who half the Marvel Universe is. Yeah, right? So, like, apparently he can, I guess, see the future. Yeah, or Tut could, and he just heard the stories. Right, and then did you see uh, back behind him is his pet cobra? Yeah, he's just hanging out. (laughs) That's probably Um, the one that they put in his tent before. (laughs) And he's talking about how, like, he knows there are time travelers and that the Pharaoh is one of them, and he thinks the Beast is another one. Right. And I just want to say that Okay, he's dumping some kind of stuff onto Beast's wound, and then you see him sewing it up. But, like, I wouldn't want him anywhere near any of my open wounds with those nails that he's got going on. He's one dirty mofo. Uh, Um, But then he puts on the mask. Yeah, like everyone does. They just grab it and pick it up. But, like, he Um, wasn't thrown off from it. He knew what was about to happen. Like, he knew what was up. He was just trying to figure out if it was a forgery or if it was actually the real deal. Right, and he figures out it's the real deal, so he sees a bunch of weird bug demons everywhere. See, but all those bugs and stuff are in color this time. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know, and then it looks like a little werewolf bamf over here on the left. <laughs> That's not my Pickles. Why isn't Pickles... Pickles didn't time travel with them, did he? No. Okay, that's what no. He was put in his drawer, and then right, Evan went cake. and picked up the mask. Um. So then the dirty old man, like physically dirty old man, um, <laughs> uh, he decides to take the mask back off, and then he's like trying to, he's trying to communicate with Beast, but he's like, yeah, you don't understand my language and stuff, and uh, communication is key. 
So then this dirty <laughs> so old bastard some... bo- <laughs> <laughs> blows some green powder in the beast's face. He, he dopes up the beast so yeah. he can understand him. Um which is troubling, but I do want to say that that was a creative way for them to make it to where he could understand this dude and yeah. be able to talk to him or whatever. They could have pulled an old, like, here's an X-Men translator ring or something. Yeah, it's some kind of business, or he could right. have done a spell or something or just whatever, but I think this was cool that he's like, hey, yeah, I have this magic dust that I can blow into your face, um, <laughs> make you understand me. And then... <laughs> we cut back to our friend Evan oh, here. Who's real quick, the... this is oh, yeah, yeah. this is one of those terms to where I'm like, they don't say oh, that. Okay, Let's yeah. dish. Let's dish. This old man I... from ancient Egypt is not saying <laughs> let's dish. Can I can I get an Egyptian translation to uh to let's dish? Uh like, can I hear that in Egyptian? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I could get that in, in an exact <laughs> translation, that would be great. <laughs> Don't come at me with no let's talk. No, because that's not what he says. He wants to dish. He wants to dish. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's our episode title this week. <laughs> um, so now so, they're outside the city. Yeah, we see Kid Apocalypse cut, uh, with, and he's following around that uh, the Grecian lady. Oh, that's right, because we kind of skipped past it. We um, didn't say that they were going to... Uh, the the girl, the Erica chick, said that they, she could get them onto her father's boat later, so right. they were just going to go waste time swimming in this cove until then, but it wasn't going to be until later that they could get on the on the boat. So that's what they're doing here outside the city now is they're kind of hiding out swimming until they can yeah. get on that boat. Yeah, and so Evan's just kind of hanging out, watching them jump into this river or pond, and uh, he sees Apocalypse jump into it, and then he keeps flashing to images of, like, full-grown Apocalypse. Yeah, and, uh, okay, yeah, I guess he was already, I thought he was, the way that I had read this was I didn't realize that that was Apocalypse that had already jumped into the water, Yeah. so I was thinking that he was seeing him standing up on those rocks. Oh, okay. But apparently that's not the case, because, yeah, that's definitely Apocalypse in the water. Yeah, it's him in the water, and then he just gives this incredibly concerned look. Right. Uh, and um, and then here comes half naked Erica out of the water. Yeah, just just talking about how um, he they she's met uh in Saba before, who's the original Apocalypse. Right. Um, and how he told a tall tale about his father, um, blue pharaoh of some other Egypt, and his warrior queen. Uh-huh. He said they'd come back for him one day and find him and take him back there. His warrior queen mother. So, yeah, warrior queen mother. And yeah. apparently she commanded 12, uh, 12 of their armies. So go ahead and get it, Mama. Right, Mama Apocalypse. Right. Um, And apparently they've known each other a long time, Erica and uh, Original Apocalypse. Right. Uh, six or seven and his father was trying to turn into, turn him into something he's not. So we're kind of getting a look at what may have triggered Apocalypse to become what he did. Yeah, so it's looking like, and we kind of mm. saw that in the previous issue. Right. Um, where that one leader of the Sandstormers, that female, um, was trying to get him to kill the guy. And uh, that probably would have helped in triggering Apocalypse and his turn or whatever. But um, yeah, so like... Apparently, this isn't anything new. Uh, Father Ball was uh, trying to uh, uh, turn him into something that he's not. Yeah, uh, for that, a while now. And that they kind of go back and forth with that a little bit. Um, Erica mentions that she hasn't seen Apocalypse in over a year since today. Right. And um, he loves to cliff dive and spearfish. And he'll get up and dance when there isn't any music playing. Can you imagine Apocalypse dancing? <laughs> like, full-grown, like, with the weird bulky arms, just kind of dancing. Just just the big bald head and the <laughs> the Joker smile or whatever across his face. And just, get, just getting down with it, like doing the cha-cha slide. Just... <laughs> 
Like what? We need this. But then at the same time, there's no music playing, so it's just right. him dancing to the music in his head. So that's even more creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and the I weird, just like wires going off his arms. Right, right. Those cables. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say that Evan took it in stride. That she's just sitting there topless talking to him. Completely just fine. He's fine with this. Yeah, he's he's more... I, well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he's interested <laughs> in ladies or, I mean, anything. I don't know if he's, you know, if he's attracted to anything from what I can tell. It's right. almost like he's just completely ignorant to everything. But I'm like, he's just... she's obviously a very beautiful woman. And they're just <laughs> like, just this is, this is what happens in ancient Egypt. Yeah, he just immediately accepts it. No comment about it. Now, to be fair, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins, and there have okay. been topless women walking around that game. Yes. So, apparently this is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Assassin's Creed's historically accurate, sure. <laughs> sure, sure. Absolutely. Uh, and then we cut back to our everyone's favorite sitcom, The Old Man and the Beast. Um, <laughs> I'm a right that and... sitcom, Old Man and the Beast. <laughs> And he's talking about how silence is to be expected from a time traveler, and um, he doesn't. He understands that he realizes he doesn't know what's going on. Uh, and apparently, this frock is not his true skin. Right. Um, I just want to say real quick that this old guy reminds me of um, a human splinter from the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I was thinking that, or like Egyptian stick. Like the Daredevil. Oh guy, yeah, stick. yeah, right. Yeah. Just he feels very, very rat-like to me, and yeah, just real dirty and gross. Um, and so the old man talks to Beast and is telling him like, "What do you want here? Like, is it knowledge?" Um, Ball assumes like serve his cause, as did the ferret before him, but it's all a ruse, a means to an end. Um. I only served one master, death himself, the first night of the first light of night never ending apocalypse. <laughs> right. Um and real quick there was uh oh yeah, so like he says here, I can only assume that you're his loyal servant, talking about he would be Evan's servant. Right, because he saw him drop with a blue skinned boy. Right. Right, and he says uh, clan Akaba, or even one of his four. So I think he thinks that Beast is one of Evan's four horsemen. Four horsemen. Yeah, but uh, no, that's not the case. That is not the case at all. And uh, uh, apparently, this dude is really like he—he's kind of created this ruse or whatever for these different people that he served. Just to the, get to the point to where, like, he, he he's truly meant to serve Apocalypse. Right, like, that's that's his destiny all. Or, like, that's what he wants to do. Yeah, that's the end um, result. Yeah, and so he gets a, a thwack to the face. Out of nowhere. Yeah, and then a bulky man comes in and says, My son is missing 12 hours, and you hear tinkering with an outlander's corpse. Right. Uh, and this is Master Ball. And he's he's a stacked dude. He's ready to kick yeah. some butt, man. And uh, he's he's got like this face paint is like a cross between uh, uh, apocalypse and Nightwing. Yeah, I, I, I can see it. it. Looks like Nightwing's mask. <laughs> yeah, dude. a little bit. Yeah, his Domino mask. Uh, yeah. So he's like, hey, uh, quit messing around with this corpse. The mystic is like, no, it's cool. Uh, I saved him, and I'm questioning him, and I'm yeah. getting answers. But you just got to give me a little bit longer. And he's like, nah, I have a better idea. Yeah, Daddy Ball isn't having it. He's not having it at all. Um, and we cut back to the other crew again. Right. And <laughs> here's a here's a line I like. Let's pick up that pace, Blue Boys. <laughs> um, so they're just chilling. Right, her and her little entourage. Yeah, what what yeah. is up with her? And <laughs> I don't know, Sheila Hoochie, I think. <laughs> um, he's trying to. Ex so now he's trying to explain to regular Apocalypse where he's from. 
Um, and he's just like, hey, I can't go. I've got to stay and get my friend Hank. Um, and Apocalypse is like, hey, dude, your friend is dead. They don't take any prisoners. He's dead. You might as well get on this boat with me. Yeah, like 90% chance he's already dead. Right. And if we go back for him, they'll kill you too. Um, and so then they're interrupted by uh, the rival street gang. Um, I feel like this oh, is yeah. uh, like uh, West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> this is Egyptian West Side Story. And this okay. is the other gang. Um, and to be fair, I've never seen West Side Story, so I can't really make it a deeper analogy than that. But <laughs> I, I know there are two gangs that snap at each other. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but this is the Egyptian equivalent with mutants. Yeah, yeah right. Um, and so we see that that merchant earlier that got the golden dagger now has the golden dagger still, just it's planted deeply into his chest. It's just in his chest. Yeah. And and then that's when Original Apocalypse explains that these are his father's rivals. Right. Um, and it's going to cost your proud papa every coin he can carry to buy you back from us. Yeah. And Erica's, uh, Erica's very mad. Yeah, she's all about uh, wanting to get into fights, man. Yeah, she's just like, we only had five minutes, guys. Come on. Right, and so she's coming, sword ablazing. And uh, Apocalypse tells Evan that um, they need to get to the ship and stuff and that he'll handle it. And so Evan snatches everybody up and gets to the ship. Everybody is very much surprised by what just happened. Yeah. Because he Um, did his stretchy bit. And So yeah, they're just gawking. And then we get another monologue by Evan uh, talking about how Apocalypse is being good. Yeah. And... um, He's done this multiple times now. Um, and this and is con- this is crazy. Like I didn't realize that Apocalypse was a little fighter. Like yeah, I didn't either. Like as far as you knew so far, like he wasn't into fighting. He wasn't into like harming anybody apparently. But I guess when it came to this group of guys, uh, all bets are off. For it. Yeah. Um, and he's talking about how. Um, he had to try to keep Apocalypse, the inner Apocalypse within himself at bay with kindness. Right. Um, but now he can just be better. And now he's face-to-face with the original, and he's everything I try to be. Which is sad. <laughs> yeah, because now he has this mindset of, like, I'm going to grow up to be Apocalypse, and there's not much I can do about that. Right, like, obviously he was good as a kid, I'm good as a kid, I'm pretty yeah. much doomed too. Um... But yeah, then uh, Evan jumps back in the fray and slaps around some of these bald guys. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, they, Evan and Apocalypse get back to the ship then, and the ship gets up out of there. Yeah, and then we see some green text here. Yeah, I was thrown for this. I was like, wait a minute, whose voice is this now? <laughs> this green text, and then everybody's gone green like they're getting seasick. Right. Um, and if not for my mystic's dark magic, I couldn't even send you this blind message, but I do know my son quite well, and then we see Ball. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know how much it upsets him to watch me torture secrets out of innocent men. And there's, there's our friend Beast and there's on a poor giant Beast. X. Yes, exactly. So, poor Beast, he got thumped on again, all bloody and stuff. Um, and that's the end of the episode. I keep saying that. End of the issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. And this is just crazy because, like, that message was just, like, broadcast in the sky. Yeah, through it, a green orb. Yeah, and, like, that, I mean, he had to have been gigantic because <laughs> this was to, like, just, he didn't know where they were. So right. it was just kind of being broadcast to everybody in hopes of getting to him. So, like, that um, had to have been a big ball in the sky. <laughs> Everyone would have been freaking out. No kidding. Um, and then before we jump, or before we get a break, I'd like to point out that in this extraordinary X-Men, we see a uh, young Jean Grey 
fighting a Venom. And I looked into that. Oh, right. And for Apocalypse Wars, um, during that whole story, apparently two of the four horsemen of the Apocalypse for that run are Venom and Moon Knight. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Did he have Moonerangs? He had Moonerangs. And he had a big weird long coat on. Oh, boy. That's interesting. Weird little tie-in there. Yeah. Um... Awesome. Well, this was an interesting little uh, little issue here. Yeah. Um, little. It felt long, like you said. Yeah, like we uh, blazed through it. We skipped over a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, but we we we. That's what we do here. We cut it down to the. <laughs> we could be here all night if uh, yeah. we sat here and discussed each panel and and read each little blurb and stuff. So. We, just, we got the basics and stuff, and and we understand what's going on, and I think that's what matters. Um, yep. I got in my stupid little jokes there, and <laughs> I'm sure there were other terms that were used in here, but again, we weren't reading each little bubble, so uh, I missed it, but I definitely wanted to get that uh, let's dish in there. Let's dish. That is ridiculous, old splinter. Um <laughs> Too much. Egyptian splinter. Yeah, Egyptian splinter. But, alright, we're gonna go ahead and pop in our break The Comic Book Companion uh, Podcast is brought to you by me. You guys, I have my own Amazon store and I want your business. (laughs) But, not only do I want your business, I also want you to support the Comic Book Companion Podcast. All you have to do is go to Amazon.com slash shops slash MMMS CCC, as in Michael Matthew Moore's Comedy, Comics, and Collectibles, because I'm also a stand-up comedian, but that's not important right now, and fill up your cart with stuff from my shop. Once you're ready to check out, use the promo code COMPANION, and you'll get 15% off your entire order of items from my shop and my shop only. So, anyways, show your support for the podcast by going to my shop, at Amazon.com slash shops slash MMMSCCC and enter the promo code COMPANION at checkout to get 15% off your entire order. Now, on to our next issue. All right, and we're back, and we're here with issue number 11. Yeah, we are. Um, And I was going to ask, did your app or whatever you're reading on show you the variant cover for this? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so the variant cover for this... Unless I just don't know how to see it. Right. It's a it's a Death of X variant, which is the event that explains how old Cyclops died. Um, oh. And it says Death to Mutants, and it's a dead young Cyclops. Um, that's just... It was a cool piece of art that you probably can't see, and I wanted to bring up. But Oh, that's upsetting. I'll have to look that up. But the regular uh, cover here is uh, full-on, full-grown apocalypse... Uh, kind of doing a pose, and then beast. Red eyes. Red eyes, everything. Cords. Standing in the dust. And uh, Evan... See, now that you're looking at him, just imagine him dancing right. with no music. And his big A belt. <laughs> I forgot about his big dumb A belt. Um, yeah, because in between that, like in between those rings around his stomach is where he grows. Yeah. He like stretches, at least an action figure that I had when I was little <laughs> did that. Um, and we see a young beast and a kid apocalypse just in the dust here. Just dying in the sand, yeah. dead in the sand. So that's upsetting. Um, so this is basically now the end to Apocalypse Wars. Yeah. So there's obviously been some stuff that's been happening in other series that we didn't cover. But, luckily, it didn't really matter. Because this was kind of, um, like, in the past and self-contained. Right. Yeah. And uh, this, like, it kind of gives you, through the dialogue in this, it kind of gives you an idea on what happened, I'm a, I'm assuming, in one of those crossover issues. Right. So, like, all of a sudden, we cut back in, and they're on horses. Yeah, they're just running Because last we saw them, they were on a ship. Um... And uh, we find out that after that message happened from uh, Ball, then uh, Apocalypse uh, 
not Kid Apocalypse, not Evan, but the other Apocalypse, the original, um, just like jumped into the water and like swam back to shore to go and save Beast. Right, like without even hesitating. Right. Um, and he's talking about how... He just and, dove uh, off the side of the boat. And uh, Kid Apocalypse was talking about like, I was uh, really close to just dragging him back onto the boat. Uh, yeah. And in that moment, I wasn't thinking about what's right or just or good. I was thinking about myself. Right. Um, if a time-traveling superhero can't nick, knock and Saba's dark destiny off course, exactly how screwed am I? Yeah, exactly. And he kind of has this inner monologue going on throughout the whole thing. Um, right. Original Apocalypse is directing them to uh, where they're holding Beast. Yeah, and it looks like it's... Um in between two giant cliffs in this in this desert yeah and um apparently this is where his father likes to arrange meetings with rivals because then they're pretty much surrounded um by the time it when they figure it out it's too late yeah that bottleneck's on the way in so right so it like crams them into a smaller space and then his father can and uh the sandstormers can ambush them and pretty much kill them like with no effort whatsoever right and so he tells evan this and then evan gives him a very sassy look and yeah. he's like uh so do you have a way to get in so we don't get noticed and murdered by sandstormers that that look there is like girl you crazy <laughs> <laughs> and so like apocalypse is like yeah sure uh we could climb around and try to come in the other side or whatever. We could try to Assassin's Creed this here. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy, do I <laughs> not just climb all over everything in Assassin's <laughs> right. Creed. Um, and so he's like, yeah, we could climb around, but uh, they'll probably pretty much see us. And then if the archers see us, they're going to pick us off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, so, so um, we're kind of screwed either way. Yeah. And um, <laughs> this this exchange here... Or original apocalypse is like I'm just gonna start calling him OA, um, where he's like, if we're quick and cunning, and the gods decide to smile on us this day, and then Evan's like, we're probably screwed, and then he replies with probably. Right, and you notice that all of this is now being said in English apparently because there aren't any <laughs> yep. of those things around the no trans- the speech bubbles. Yep, they were probably like, you know what, screw we're it, we're, we don't have time for that. In this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, they roll up in expecting a big old fight and nothing. Nothing at all. And they just find nothing except for beast. Yeah, they just find beast on the big uh, cross that fell over into an X, and then <laughs> uh, they ask if he's okay, and he's just like, "No, no, I'm I'm not great." Right. Um. And Evan hurry up and he starts like tearing him down off this thing because they're like, um, "It's very possible that we beat them here." Um, so we need to hurry up and get out of here before they catch up with us. Right, and, uh, Original Apocalypse is like, this is probably a trap. Yeah, he's like, this isn't right, something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. And he, he's very paranoid and on end. Um. And then, uh, Beast chimes in, and he's like, uh, your father doesn't want you dead, he wants you home. Yeah. And then, OA is like, <laughs> home... And then here's uh, Egyptian Splinter again. Yep, and he, he he just like teleported, I guess. Yeah, he pulled some anime shit here. I'm gonna censor that with an <laughs> Iron Man beep, uh, and uh, grabs Apocalypse's face. Yeah, and turns him green, and he just drops to the ground. He he roofied him through his fingers. <laughs> And Evan's only response here is bad move, creepy guy. Right. And and uh, he's got more tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, now he's throwing sand tornadoes. Yeah, he just like just shoots him off into the sky, and then in that meantime, he and uh, OA disappear. Yeah. So Evan and Hank are just like, uh, Evan was looking for OA, and then right. Um, can't find him and some sand or hank's like this isn't over yet we gotta deal with these sandstormers yeah and they just like showed up out of nowhere yeah and we get to see kid apocalypse do some stretchy stuff here yeah like 
two seconds, and these ruthless killers are taken out by one stretchy bendy dude. One stretchy boy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I like that he's like, now it's over. And Beast, and Beast is like, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we cut to later. They're both on horses now. Um, Beast is talking some science about how it's there's no way to be certain that it was the Eye of Horus that brought here, but it's the most Great. reasonable of unreasonable explanations. And we need that mask to get home, pretty much. Or, like, to try to get home. And so uh, we were right originally... To where when we were trying to figure out how it was that they got teleported back in time. So it was the mask yeah. that did it. Because we were like, was it the mask? Was it that giant cosmic cube looking thing? Like, we didn't know what was up. Um, but, yeah, so Beast is like, we got to get that mask back. That's how we're going to get home. Right. Uh, but Kid Apocalypse is like, no, I have to go and save OA because... If I don't, then that's when he turns into the Bat Apocalypse, and this is the only chance that we've got to keep him from doing so. And Beast is not happy about Beast is like, uh, we probably shouldn't change history here. Which, it's interesting to see that, because older Beast would have been all for this. Um, see, but at the same time, though, like he makes a very good point that if they go and they save uh, OA then it's very possible that Evan will not exist. Yeah, because then, like, the events won't happen to have someone clone Apocalypse for nefarious purposes, like... Right. Yeah. So, but Evan doesn't care, and uh, he rides off into the desert, and um, Beast isn't happy about it. Yeah, he starts talking about some butterfly effects and most profound, profoundly influential villains in all of human history... It's the biggest butterfly of them all. So he's just worried about what this is going to do to the timeline. Which it's nice to see a a beast care about that. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather have a ruthless, just willy-nilly, freewheeling beast that's like, let's screw with time, let's Let's go. Let's just take all these kids from the 60s and shove them into our timeline and see what happens. Right. Yeah. Um, Oh boy. And so reasonable beast is like uh evan think this through for five seconds right. <laughs> well also evan called him stupid i won't that's stupid. how dare you and then beast is just angry about that um yep and then they're yelling back and forth and this is where yeah you said that um if he never becomes apocalypse he might not exist right and then we get the uh sandstormer crew here yeah, they're all gathered around with uh, Egyptian Splinter and Daddy Ball, <laughs> and uh, they've got OA trapped in this green smoke, and he's looking real possessed. Yeah, um, and they're talking about how he'll be remade um, with our. Uh, he must be tested with our fists, with our swords, yeah. stuff like that bruised and bloodied like they're just gonna like beat the holy hell out of this kid yeah and then um the sandstormers are talking to themselves like that or he'll just die in a pool of blood yeah i get i give him two weeks yeah uh but just in time here comes old evan yeehaw uh yeah and so balls like please someone please explain to me what's so difficult about killing this person (laughs) Right, and then Evan dives off his horse, and he's like, "Here, let me show you." Oh, nope! Oh. Gets choke slammed. Immediately gets his face driven into the ground. Uh, weapons down. I gave you this every opportunity to kill those imposters. Your failure makes fools of, of us all. Says Ball to the Sandstormers. Uh, right. And now he's just going to handle it himself. I like how he's like, "Time to take a seat and shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'll handle this." Like I'll yeah. let me. St- show you how like the real people do the job here exactly he's like let me show you how daddy does things and he throws a punch yeah and while he's doing that then beast is sneaking around in the back because <laughs> he's headed for that mask because he's like nah, no it's time to go home. yeah no i'm not here for this i'm not here for this magic egyptian nonsense i'm here to go home 
Right, and uh, Egyptian Splinter hears him uh, and follows him to the tent. And Beast is, like, wrecking the whole place trying <laughs> to find this mask. He's like, I know it was here. Uh, where the heck is it? And uh, Egyptian Splinter is right. He's like, hey, calm down. Uh, it's safe and sound, locked up tight. Like, wouldn't you do that with your valuables? Right. Like, you're not just going to leave your stuff laying around, which technically you did, and that's how they got in this predicament to begin with, because Evan got a hold of it and put the damn thing on. So, hello. <laughs> this this mask, this Doctor Strange mask, has caused so many issues. I knew it was going to come back to bite him as soon as <laughs> Doctor Strange let him keep it. Um, Dummy. Balls of means to an end. The boy needs conflict, sorrow, and pain. Uh, pick your head outside, and it'll show you just, just... Or you'll see just what I mean. So he's showing him how he plans on making... Um, the original apocalypse into what we know as apocalypse. Right. Um, how about this for a trade? You tell me one story from your far-flung future, and I'll grant you the means to return. Yeah, so <laughs> this is interesting. Um, well, it doesn't happen right away. Yeah. So then we go back to the ball kid apocalypse fight. And he's all kinds of stretchy. Oh, yeah. He's looking real fan, uh, real Mr. Fantastic right now. Just wrapped all around him and being stretched all over the place. And Yeah, and uh, Evan's talking to himself about how, like, Ball wants him dead and knows how to do it, but he's not going to run away and just leave uh, in Saba right. here. Right. Uh, and so... He is uh, pretty much choking him out. Yeah. And Evan is determined to stay and try to save OA. Um, and he says, Apocalypse ends here, or I do. Right, he is very which, ready to just throw his life away to end anything that Apocalypse would be associated with. Right. And Ball is, like, literally choking the tears out of yeah. heaven. <laughs> and then uh, Beast gets a good kick in here. Sweet drop kick. Yeah, really good form. Uh, I'll give that a 9 out of 10. And he's got the mask. So here's my point is... He had to tell uh, Egyptian Splinter a story a about the story future. to get the mask. Right. So what did he tell him? Right. Which probably something involving full-grown apocalypse. I would imagine. Which that's dangerous because Egyptian uh, Splinter is wanting that to happen. Yeah. So that he probably told so, him like, "Hey, it happens and people die. So can I have my right. mask back?" <laughs> like. Or he's like, yeah, there's this crazy dude named Scott Summers that <laughs> ends up being a real pain in the butt, and he gets himself killed. Uh, we're, bedtime story over. We're... Give me the mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this is the crazy thing, too, is so Beast puts the mask on. Yeah, and Evan's still and fighting. And they teleport back. Yeah, Evan's fighting him. Like, I'm sorry, there's no saving him. What's done is done. Right. And so Beast puts the mask on and they transport back to uh, uh, present day or whatever. Right. But when they zip-zapped out of there back to Egypt, uh, Evan had the mask on. So apparently it doesn't matter who put the mask on. Yeah, as long as they're in contact with each other, I guess. Um, See, I don't know. Were they in contact before when they went back? I can't remember. I think because uh, if because, memory serves me right, Beast was still messing around with that costume. Yeah, he pulled thing. the switch, and then Evan put on the mask, and then some right. nonsense happened. So, right. So I don't know, but I was like, well, that seems like a bit of a continuity thing. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> um, it appears to have... he should have like forced the mask onto Evan, right? And then like held on to Evan or something, right? And then zip zapped out of there back into the airstream, the the nerd wagon. Um. And so they're back. Um, we get the stars and garters. We get the stars and garters, which is always good. Uh, Beast is telling Evan that the third eye of horse it showed me. And then um, Evan just grabs it from him and is like, nobody cares what it showed you, Hank. Right. Just like you didn't care yeah, what it showed Yeah, so that's me. another mystery is, so Beast goes to tell him what the third eye showed him, but then he doesn't get a chance to. So we don't know what story he told Egyptian Splinter, and then we don't know what the mask actually showed him. 
So that, I'm curious to know, will those things come back up later on? Right. And um, but um, So that's the end of issue um, 11. We have a lot of stories. Yeah, and, then it and says he just next... chucks the mask. Yeah, he's just, Evan's done with that Doctor Strange crossover. Um, like, let's not throw around this mask. It's been a pain <laughs> in the butt. Let's lock yeah, it up in the safe luck. somewhere. Have we learned nothing? Knowing our like Laura or Angel will pick it up. Right, uh, and then what? <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Um, and then they, the next on is something completely different. Yeah, and so, uh, just judging by the cover of the next issue, uh, Angel and Wolverine get they freak on Yeah, again. it looks like it. Um, <laughs> and then down here, we finally get to see what I was talking about with the Apocalypse Wars on the Extraordinary X-Men. I don't know if it says. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we see Apocalypse Moon Knight, Apocalypse Venom. Is that Deadpool? That is Deadpool. I was going to say, is that Deadpool? Yeah. And then Omega Red? Yeah. Whoa, that's pretty wicked. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty serious <laughs> group of. I like that right there. It's like this weird lapdog thing here. I was going to say, is Apocalypse holding on to like some of his like, symbiotes? Yeah, that's what it looks like. So that's some. I know that's completely unrelated to what we're reading, but that looks that looks really cool. Listen, it's all comics. Yeah. But yeah, that looks really awesome. Well, that's upsetting that we missed out on that. But <laughs> oh well, what you gonna do? Right. We can only read so many things. But that's it. That's issue number eleven. Yeah. Um, so, like, homework for next time is issues 12 and 13 of All New X-Men. That's right. Yep, so that'll be, uh, that'll be Thursday's episode, so, uh, get with it, y'all. Yeah, and we're, we're coming up on the ending of this series, um, we have, uh, 12 through 19 and then the annual, so. Right, yeah, so we're kind of zip-zapping through this one pretty quick, like, Mm -hmm. so it feels like that. And then uh, we'll have to figure out our next series that we're going to read. Yeah. And, and see uh, what that's going to be like. But anywho, all right, Connor. Well, thanks for reading this with me. Thanks for giving me the time that you have to talk about all new X-Men. Any, and, anytime. Uh, all right, and I'll talk to you later. See ya. All right, that's it. That's everything. That's all that we have this week. You can contact us on Instagram and Twitter at comic underscore companion. And you can email us at comicbookcompanion at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at mmorecomedy. And you can follow Connor at Attack on Wake Up. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would be so kind, please give us a quick five-star review. We would very much appreciate it. Now, until next time... We have been your comic book companion. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.